Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Deep Thoughts, Simple Truths. My name is Matt, I'm your host. I am thrilled to have my very first guest of 2024, Mr. Eric Hinton himself. We're gonna dive into his past and his present, maybe even his future. And Eric, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Well, thanks, Matt. Hopefully we won't delve too far into my past. <laughs> well said. Um, so, Eric, tell me about yourself. We have talked before, but I would like to know where you came from and a little of your history and what you have been doing. Sure, sure. Uh, I uh, grew up in a Christian home. I uh, went to a, a Bible college. So my whole career has been faith-based and uh, ministry. So I launched right into youth ministry and... Uh, did that for several years and uh, spent a lot of time in uh, Christian higher education. So I worked at a small uh, Christian college and uh, uh, worked in student development, and then I became the dean of students there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of my work there was spiritual formation, our mission trips, our uh, service days, uh, our, our co-curricular activities and things like that. So my, my whole life has been around... Uh, spiritual formation and and ministry and uh yeah that's kind of my heartbeat now it's not what i do for my occupation but it definitely weaves its way in yeah that's very cool i was very impressed because i remember commenting on the word spiritual formation and especially with higher level uh the the theological school that you were involved in and i just i really highlighted that point when we were talking because Mm You, you get youth group and you get those things and maybe your church does like a college and career, but especially when you're in a university to continue your growth in who Jesus is, um, especially in a theological seminary where that's almost required. But I really admired uh, that, that past and that what you have been involved in and how that carries over into what I hope we'll spend a lot of time talking about today. So tell sure. me where you're at today then. I know that was brief, but sure, I sure. my job on that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> What pays the bills is I'm in real estate. I'm, I'm a real estate agent. Um, but what my heartbeat is, is a renewal ministry that my wife and I participate in. And so we we weave discipleship through everything we do. And, and that sometimes bleeds over to my occupation when the, when it's appropriate. Uh, but we, we lead two small groups of young adults. And um, but what we do is we offer a renewal ministry and uh, it right now what that looks like is a, a quarterly retreat and where we offer opportunities for people to uh, consecrate a weekend uh, and spend it with the Lord. So our, our heart's desire is to draw people to the Lord. It's, it's as simple as that. And so we just try and create experiences and opportunities for people to do that and um, we, nature is kind of our shtick. We, yeah. we uh Usually, are camping or hiking or exploring, uh, not always, but uh, that's that's kind of the secret sauce of of our offerings. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That uh, I remembered hearing about your your ministry. I didn't know you were local to Valley Creek. I thought mm-hmm. it was just this entity that everybody knew about. Um, I really like that because I remember two different kinds of things in my life where I was involved in Boy Scouts and we would go camping and we would right. do Order the Arrow and we'd be out there. And it was, even then it was freeing almost like, hey, we're going to work on a merit badge. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have responsibilities. I'm out here camping, doing this Boy Scout thing. And then what was my other one? Oh, I remember 
watching the video of, did you ever see Wild at Heart with John Eldridge? Sure. Well, when, I read the book. Read the book. So there's a bit of a of a video segment of that as well, where the guys in the book are at this retreat, and they're away from their wives and their daily responsibilities, and they're talking about the Wild at Heart book. And so mm-hmm. there was a there was a link between the guys in the book and the and so one day they're out uh, doing their stuff outdoors, and they've got the clay pigeons and the shotguns, or and all of a sudden somebody racks their uh, cell phone into the clay shooter. And then another and another, and they just <laughs> shot their cell phone. I was like, you guys. Did they include that on the cost of registration? Uh, I don't know if that was involved <laughs> in that. Um, but they had an amazing time because it was, you know, the five of them uh, outdoors, camping, talking about the things of God. And yeah. there's not that it's like the, the ultimate Zen something, because you can go to a retreat that's indoors, and it, it almost has the same connotation of, where you're, where you are at work, or you're indoors when you're home, or you're these places, but the connection to God just seems a little more heightened. I think when you're when you're out there because you don't have as many distractions. I think that's what it comes down to. So yeah, yeah. well, it certainly cool. speaks to me. I'm a, a fellow Eagle Scout as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it it does speak to me. There's nothing sp- magical about being in nature. Um, yeah. And and it's not critical to coming to the Lord. It's Correct. just the the avenue that we choose. And you're right. There's there's a um, special quality where you, a lot of the places we go, there is no self-service. Uh, Ooh, yeah, right. Yeah. We've done weekend retreats in Oklahoma where I try and give as much information prior because they can't reach me once I'm there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 And then we, we've done a mountain climbing retreat. We'll do that again this year. That was super popular. And uh, so we're camping at 10,600 feet oh. in Colorado and then go Whoa. summit a few mountains and or attempt to. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's just something that unlocks my heart about being in nature and, and – uh, you know, how nature declares the glory of the Lord yes. and how um, you, you're, my eyes, my senses uh, are just open to him and especially that exertion. So uh, a, a component that I enjoy is climbing, canoeing, uh, hiking, skiing, yeah. uh, where I am in that nature and and feeling that kinetic energy, the kinetic motion and, uh, you know, my heart is pumping. And then as I'm thinking uh, thoughts about the Lord, it uh, it just resonates with me, and and so it, that's not critical to communion with the Lord, of course. Yes, but I like it, and yeah. so so that that's what I <laughs> I like to share with uh, with my friends is to come and just experience some beautiful places, come yeah. experience an incredible workout on, on this hike, and uh, let's consider the Lord. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. really good. How did you uh, did you go through a little bit of the renewal and then it just that was something that you knew that you could continue and host does that make sense yes uh to some extent so really the genesis was more uh, in my experience in higher ed so i was at the dallas christian college for 15 years which is almost four generations of students wow and so it's incredible to watch them come in as 17 and 18 year olds and that transformative time you know, it's college. Yeah. And uh, then as they graduate, I mean, a lot of those are some of my closest friends now. That's so my cool. My former students, yeah. And so, uh, you know, you, you watch that transformative time and they, they 
hear the Lord and they sense this calling on their heart and a call to ministry, a call to um, who they're going to be, uh, a call to who they're going to marry, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of my students, I even married a lot of my students. I'm an ordained minister. How cool. Dang. Yeah, yeah. And so that's really special. But but listen, Matt, um, some of my students are still married, but some of them aren't. Mm. You know, some of those that were called to a, a ministry, called to a um, a task, they're still doing it, but a lot of them aren't. You know, some of them are no longer even in the faith. Right. And so my wife, Sarah, and I just kind of had this burden for why are uh, these young adults and, you know, under their 30s now, uh, what foothold is the enemy taking to root this calling out of their lives? Yeah. That, that is, you know, what's, what's ruining these marriages? We believe in uh, counseling. Uh, I'm a life coach. I believe in the power of coaching and coming alongside a person. Yeah. Uh, we believe in uh, the spoken word and in uh, self-help and spiritual formation. And we believe in medication and, and all those things. Those are all good and proper in their place. But what we sensed that our friends were neglecting was just coming to the Lord. And, you know, Jesus says real yeah. clearly, he says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, yes, I'll give you rest. He, he doesn't say, uh, come to medication, come to counseling, come right. to a self-help seminar. And I, I believe in those things, like I say, but they're secondary, they're supplemental. And the primary is Christ himself, the, the, the person of Christ, not the theological construct, not the idea of Christ, yeah. but the person who you can commune with and fellowship with. And so it was just a, a conviction on our hearts that if we could uh, at least provide opportunity for people to come to the Lord, he can renew and restore and repair their hearts yeah. and he can set them back on mission. So this renewal ministry for us is very missional. It's not about making people feel better. Right. So that's, yeah. I, I hope you feel better after you spend time with the Lord. You may or you may not. Right. Uh, but that's that's tangential, uh, because when people come to our experiences, I I don't know what the Lord is going to say to each individual. Right. You yeah. know, he he may have just a word of affirmation and want to build and restore, but he may have a word of conviction. He may have a a new assignment. He he may have a reminder of assignment that you've been neglecting. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Um. I, just like. I deal with my kids differently because they're different people. They're in, right. They come with different idiosyncrasies, different dynamics. And so I don't know what the Lord is going to say to everyone who comes, but I trust him. Yeah. What the Lord says is good. And so if he has a word of encouragement, it's good. If he has a word of conviction, it's good. Yeah. If he has a word of, hey, stop sinning, I really meant that, it's good. Yeah. So any time that we spend with the Lord where we receive from him, it's trustworthy, it's good. And and so for us, these this renewal is very missional. It's about bringing people uh, for repair, for being refitted, kind of like ships coming into the harbor. Right. And, um, you know, dropping off their junk, getting their repair, and then getting back out to what they're meant to do. And yeah. so just reengaging brothers and sisters in the fight. That's that's really our heartbeat. Uh, so don't tell folks uh, 
that I'm, my concern isn't that they feel good about themselves. Yes, of course. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I don't put that in the promo video. <laughs> uh, but that's that's probably a byproduct. But <clears throat> yes, my we really just want to re-engage people back in the fight. Yeah. I really like how simple that sounds and how that is because the, you don't have a curriculum. You don't have... I mean, you can put together some things and some pointers and some context, but we're just making ourselves available to God, essentially, yeah. and you just host it. And it's, uh, I remember something similar in Boy Scouts. I did Order of the Arrow as well. Mm-hmm. And so this thing was the, the way it was, but we were, we, were in the, we were in Egypt in the desert, and we're walking around, and they blindfold you. They say you can't talk for a day, and they have you sit down, and they'd be like, I want you to sit here and think while you're here. Uh, okay, like I'm, I'm in order of the arrow and I'd like to get another badge and you just begin to do all these things. And as worldly as that was, like that had intention and purpose and such. And then we had our, you know, award ceremony. Like I finally made it. I made it through order of the arrow and um, I got my I got my sash and I got my mm-hmm. stuff and I, I went through it and such. And how, I mean, that did something for me because I haven't, I don't know the last time that I hadn't talked in 24 hours. Like that was part of the requirement of something. Right. And so these practices and these things, even in Boy Scouts, were they were kind of cool. I hadn't done these before, and I got awarded for it and such. But how much more uh, better to do that with Jesus, especially mm. because you make yourself available and you you can pray, you can fast, you can hike, you can be in a position in a place. Um, it almost reminds me of Martha doing everything around the kitchen, but Mary just sitting at Jesus' feet and receiving things mm-hmm. from him. So that's Yeah, fair. that that one's always tough for me. We always talk about, yeah, Martha, I'm like, how, how could you neglect the Lord? Well, listen, there were a bunch of people in her house who were going to get hungry, and right. she needed to feed them, and she if you've ever fed a lot of people, it's a lot of work. It is. And Mary's not helping out. I, I really empathize with Martha. Uh, she's like, <laughs> look— the Messiah is here. We need to make him some supper. Yeah. And mm. so she's she's freaking out. She's stressing. And uh, she comes to Jesus, I imagine, in a frantic. I imagine if she if she was gracious and she rolled and she was still concerned with making sure everyone was fed, but but her heart wasn't in um hearing from the Lord. Her heart was, We've got to get this done now. Yes. And I think that was the indictment. Because I bet Jesus and the other folks there would appreciate dinner. Yes, of course. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Jesus was so insightful as he always is. And he said, you know, you have neglected the most important thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And you mentioned it at our retreats. Um, our model really takes the burden off of me, uh, because I, I don't feel the need to perform when, when our folks come out. So when we do our mountain climbing, uh, last year we had 13, uh, nice. Our typical retreats have 30, 35, That's something cool. like that. Yeah. And uh, there's no main speaker. There's no uh, worship band. There's no moving lights. There's mm-hmm. no fog machine. I, <laughs> I didn't know if the spirit could perform without a fog machine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, but now you know. <laughs> now I know. I've seen it with my own eyes. It's like, he showed up anyway. Look at that. And so I, I, there's no need for me to wow people. With a with a message, right. the the curriculum is go avail yourself to the Lord. Yeah. So I offer some uh, um, guidance. You know, a lot of people have never gone 
into the woods this and spent three hours with the oh, Lord. Oh, gosh. A whole complete first experience yeah. of, uh, yeah. okay. So I want to meet everyone where they are. Uh, some of my guests come and they don't want any direction because they know they need to go spend time with the Lord. Good. Others yeah. go, I'm going to do three hours of what? I'm going to go <laughs> sit by the river and do what? Yeah. Without my phone. And so, you know, I want to meet both of those right where they are. And so I offer guides, I offer some guardrails for folks who want it. Everything is very a la carte. It's very take it or leave it, uh, yeah. whether it's a meditative exercise or uh, guidance in scripture. Um, we do a, an exercise called Lectio Divina, which is a an ancient. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a, a, a way to ruminate in a particular passage. It's not a Bible study. Yes. It is more of a, a marinating in a passage and allowing it to permeate you just through repetition and contemplation. So yeah. we offer that exercise. And um, the the secret is in availing yourself to the Lord. Isn't that amazing? It yeah. is. It is. And, and trusting that the Lord and this individual can do it. Yes. Man, I tell you, Matt, a, a big challenge in ministry is believing that the Lord can do it. I had never thought about that before. Oh, man, there's a burden on ministers to yeah. fix people or to grow them. I mean, even the, the term I use, spiritual formation, is kind of a loaded term. My job is to grow people in their spirit. Right. And, well, that's impossible. Yes. We know that it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we know that only the Lord can transform us. Right. And uh, it's easy for ministers to take on the burden that isn't theirs. Uh, right. th- that only the Holy Spirit is even capable of doing. Right. So I want to be a resource. I want to be a guide if, if I can. But this ministry has been a reminder to me that I'm not the Savior. <laughs> that... Uh, I'm just a fellow pilgrim, so I try and set up little way markers along the way. Yeah, and uh, let let you and the Lord take care of you. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. I read a book, and it was called "Satisfy Your Soul," and it was by Dr. Bruce. Uh, his last name starts with a D. Amazing read. And the thing that I liked about it was, um, I don't have any bias toward any. Uh, other of the Christian faith because I think he was Catholic or Orthodox or something out there, which okay. all of a sudden that comes with the stigmatism, but he's a Christian. He believes the Bible. Like it was very well written. And so he's going through and he's talking about like, why aren't we satisfied in our souls? Why don't we progress? And why don't we uh, grow in our relationship with Jesus? And he got invited to, it was maybe not similar to a renewal type of a of a retreat, but he goes there and they take time being quiet. And when you said the Lectio Divina, he spells that out and he writes about it. Mm. And he talks about fasting and he talks about these good Christian from the Bible practices and things that the disciples did, the early fathers did, the church as a whole did in our, in our pursuit of knowing who God is. First of all, not so much like satisfy your soul being the title of the book. Not, it's not just for me and such, but he went into, he just, he spells it out or like meditation even. He, he's like, it, it has all these connotations, but like, this is what it really means and what it really is. And so that Lectio Divina, as we're, as a church, we're reading through the New Testament. Uh, you right. read your chapter, you pick a verse, you meditate on it. Same type of a thing of like, 
availing ourselves to the Lord of, I am meditating, I'm thinking about your word. And as, as we do that, there are, you hear God, I love hearing God's voice. Sometimes it is just a sentence. Sometimes it is a train of thought and all of a sudden it hits your brain and it feels like your own, but you know, it carries so much weight and so much, this is exactly for you. Um, and it can be very easy to, it's so mystical. How do you hear God's voice? But the distance between your heart and your head, God can, God can get to you. He can, he can do it in a dream. He can do it in a picture. He can do it in a single word. People have their re word for this year of things that God is impressing and such. I'd really appreciate that in renewal ministry and things like that, that your direction is to man, let's seek God's face together. We can do these things. We can do those things. And what was impressive about Bruce was he was saying the same thing. Right. Like, let's let's take time to be quiet. Let's read this verse and not read it to understand the chapter. But what, what was he meaning there? What Like, we have the book and we know the author. How cool is this? Yeah. And how God just reveals things and he speaks and he ministers. And uh, I'm trying to remember what the there's like a famous not really like a famous kenneth Cove, um well, oh it's uh one word from god can change your life forever that when when god does and of course there's multiple this is a relationship that we're in but that one sentence really stood out to me as a teenager because i understood that when god reveals something to you when something from the word becomes alive in your heart it changes everything about your life. It, it transforms you more into Jesus. And I just thought that was very, very powerful as a teenager of the, the, the powerfulness of God's word to actually do something in my life so that I knew him better. I could relate to him better. Uh, I was looking more like Jesus. It was, uh, it was very good. We believe that the Lord is, is mysterious and certainly he is, but we believe oftentimes that approaching him is, is this, an intangible mystery. It's it's not. We just have to be still <laughs> long enough. He's told us, yes. and he speaks in that still small voice. And uh, our challenge is just to be still long enough. Yeah. To even avail our hearts to him. But we are so wound up. I love that picture of those those men who blasted their phones out of the skeet shooter. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool because, you know, when you're on a vacation, how long does it take while you're sitting on the beach? Uh, how many days does it take just for your mind to unwind yes. from work, from all of your worries? You know, you're, you're really going to start to relax around day three maybe. Sure. Uh, because it just takes our minds and our bodies and our spirits a while just to to calm down and to be in a position to listen. And so, yeah, yeah, a big part of of our challenge for our ministry, but for, you know, Christ followers today is yeah. just hold still. Yeah. Be still and listen. <laughs> and so, yeah, if we can create opportunities for people to um, be without their phones and uh, be without their, their, their work calendars, Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and just take opportunity to listen. That's very good. I started a book that all, from the first couple pages I thought was amazing. It's called Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ. And it was written by Jean K. 
Guillon. It's not Madame Guillon, but it's written, mm. gosh, I don't, 17, 1800 somethings. The opening pages are, this is how you do it. You come before God. You may or may not have a passage, but you still your mind. As simple and as practical as that was, it sounded too easy. I, I was like, you don't have no scripture for that. But like <laughs> the idea of being, of coming to Jesus and stilling your mind and focusing on him. And I was impressed. I, I should keep reading it, but that was very good. Awesome. Um, moving into your future, what kinds of things have you got planned and what do you see these types of renewals and what does that do for both you and for the, the people that you bring along in this journey? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid my answer is is usually very anticlimactic. Uh, you know, I come from a school of thought about visioneering and, sure. um, you know, your five-year plan and your ob- objectives and your benchmarks and, and your smart goals. And <clears throat> I just want to hang out with the Lord. And it really is as simple as that. So right now, like numerically, we have 30 or 35 who will come uh, on that larger retreat, that's every, uh, that's twice a year. And then there's some sure. other smaller retreats and actually one we're offering a one day of it will probably be much larger. I, I don't have uh, ambition of creating a kingdom of my own. So yeah. I, I, I don't have a conviction of building my ministry. Yeah. I know what you mean. Uh, you know, I, I try to set up a win win opportunities. So what I mean is, uh, I love to backpack. I love to take people backpacking. Um, I love to draw people to the Lord. So I'll throw a backpacking trip together. And if three of my buddies come, we're going to have a great time. If 12 come or 30 come and we, we have sweet fellowship with the Lord, that's going to be pretty awesome too. And so I try to unsaddle this ministry from, uh, (laughs) the, the goal setting, the kingdom building, right. and yeah. uh, we're growing uh, it within my circle, within my church. Um, people are pretty excited about what we do. Uh, so as long as they're excited, we're going to go out and have fellowship in the woods. It's just something I, I love. I love being around the at the fire and mm-hmm. having your, your hot chocolate and, and someone's leading in some uh, worship and uh, – uh, you just can't go wrong. So I, I don't anticipate that going away. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep doing it as long as folks come with me. Yeah. Uh, that really is, uh, uh, that's what we do. So this, this mountain climbing, for instance, we sure. have a mountain climbing retreat. Our first one was last year. Here's how that was born. A buddy of mine, um, we had gone to Nepal together actually just a year and a half ago, did a trek there. And, uh, so we wanted to stay a little sharp, wanted to go climb some, uh, 14ers in Colorado, some 14,000 foot mountains. So he and I decided to go and he said, you know, why don't we open this up to other people and invite people with us? Oh yeah, that's a great idea. You know, we'll just have some other friends come. Cool. Cool. Why don't we really focus this on, uh, like a spiritual retreat. I like just, just a time to intentionally build each other up. Oh yeah, that sounds great. That what sounds good, great. What a good second yeah. follow-up question. And then he said, uh, <clears throat> uh, it's kind of a, we came to this decision to get us. Like, well, why don't you just put it on your website and slap your logo on it? <laughs> and so we had a mountain climbing retreat through our ministry that was born out of me and a guy I wanted to get together and hike a mountain and, yeah. and talk about the Lord. And, so uh, cool. it was, it was enormously popular. 
Um, we had 13 on that last one and and 11 of us summited that first mountain. Nice. So the, the ratio was really great. Uh, some <laughs> of us ventured out for another mountain the second day. And uh, so these are just born out of how the Lord speaks to me and mm-hmm. um, if that's valuable to people, we're going to just keep doing it. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that's our five-year plan. Is we're gonna <laughs> we're just gonna keep getting after the Lord and inviting people with us. For some reason, I had the feeling that there were no metrics or bars or something. You no. are just you're you're such a humble guy, Eric. I really appreciate your candid and your realness. And and we're we're you you sound like Paul. You're like follow me as I follow Christ. We're going up the mountain. We're gonna hear His voice. We're gonna be more like Him. Uh, I love that. That's well, if there's any of my church planting <laughs> friends who are listening to this, they're cringing right now. I'll tell you that much. They're like, you've got to be kidding me. That's your plan? Uh-huh. Go out in the woods and have a good time and yes. bring people to the Lord? That, that's cute. <laughs> that's our plan. That's our plan. We we just do what works for us and invite people along. And, and for real, I lose a lot of folks uh, because they're not interested in going out in nature. They don't want to camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. um, especially in suburbia here in DFW. And um, a lot of folks have suggested, hey, why don't you, like, get a retreat center? And why don't you do it this way to appeal to more people? And, well, that's just not me. I, I we could. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, what we do now is just kind of an expression of who Eric and Sarah are. And yeah. uh, we try and make it accessible for people who have never spent we have a lot of people who've never spent the night outdoors oh so this is all kinds of new. from our background you're yeah. like how, how have you never slept in a tent before right. ever you're 40 years old yeah and well we took people to colorado two of them had never been in colorado oh yeah and yeah. they're in their 40s so yeah. uh new experiences all around so sarah and i try and make it accessible she she is our camp manager okay. she does all of our cooking and wow. uh she, she sets up a remote kitchen and, and we're talking like ribeye steaks oh, and French press coffee. And yes. So she's built herself quite the reputation. Yes, she has. <laughs> and uh, so we try and make it accessible for folks who are new to the outdoor scene. And then we have other offerings for people who want to go camp at 10,000 feet and yeah. hike mountains. So Yeah, that's very cool. Our desire is to just uh, live in his kingdom the, the way that he prescribes and mm-hmm. and Matt we we come with all of our baggage from our broken nature from our tradition from from religion from denominational influences or whatever but the, the truth is uh, you know our Lord prescribes a way of his kingdom come his yes. will be done mm-hmm. and um, so we we want to seek out his way and there's a lot of brutal honesty you have to have with yourself to lay down all of your preconceptions mm-hmm. yeah uh and to really avail yourself to how the lord works yes how the lord relates uh the i mean not to get too lofty but just just the nature of reality in general i was reading a uh, Dallas Willard, who's been very informative. I really like him. Yeah, oh, Dallas yes. Willard is is a, a straight up plagiarized some of his stuff in my handout. Nice. I, I cite him, so it's not plagiarism. Very good. I said this is from Dallas Willard, but then I write a page of his stuff for the Lectio Divina. Very good. Anyway, he was talking about the the Mount of Transfiguration, where Jesus took uh, Peter, James, and John up onto the mountain, and 
there was this experience that Peter, James, and John, they didn't even know what was happening. Right. And uh, Willard explains this is the normal nature of the kingdom. That yeah. that this connection of of the stuff we can feel and taste and touch with the eternal is... Uh, is the way that our Lord operates when he walks on water and, and the molecules of water come together in a way that defies what we understand, but enough to hold up his foot. Right. And then he takes another step and another, or when he breathes life into a corpse and those cells begin to regenerate and they begin to reoxygenate mm-hmm. and that blood begins to um, flow again and, and decay is undone. This, this isn't, things that are within our realm of science. Yes. But that's the normal, that's the normal way of the kingdom. Yes. And so to begin to discover what the kingdom is really like, what the, what nature is. And so we talk about the Lord and and his supernatural ways. Those are, those are the natural ways. The closer we draw to Christ, that stuff is, is natural. And, and really, our existence, I guess, would be better said subnatural. Oh so, yes. So, so there's the natural, the nature of the kingdom, and then there's the subnature, the where we are blinded to, uh, to his ways. And so, sure. man, I want to, I want to open my eyes more and more to discover more of him every day, and and uh, so that that's a big part of spending time with him is just discovering how he how he works and what his kingdom is really like. Yeah, that's very good. We've been talking about discipleship at Valley, Chris, uh, Valley Creek where we're going, and that's how I met Eric and all of his ministry. And what I'm noticing as we're going through the Gospels, <clears throat> the disciples are with Jesus, and uh, he sits down and his disciples come to him and listen. He is telling the disciples, hey, we're going to go to the other side. He's instructing them, hey, you feed the crowd that's here. You be involved and... I really see a lot of discipleship and spiritual formation and how the kingdom grows in at Valley Creek with your renewal ministry, with reading our word with intent, with Lectio Divina, with these practices. I mean, you can call these things certain titles, but when I like this, the uh, when the first Christians were at Antioch and such, they were following the way is what it was called. Right, right. And have you noticed how the way that you say things to people makes all the difference in the world? You could say the same words, but a little play on it and it comes across as something different. God knows mm-hmm. how to transform us if we will be his disciple and we'll be with him and we'll want to know more about him. How did how did he actually do that? I'm a I'm an journeyman electrician and I know how to bend conduit really well. I'll have an apprentice with me and he's never done it before. Well, I'm going to learn him today. And so, you know, there's four steps or something. You make your mark, you put your chuck in the bender, you put it on the ground, you stand this way, you pull, you get your level and you tack it onto it. And there you have a perfect 90. And he watches what I did, but that wasn't enough. You've got to, just like James says, you have to put action to your faith or otherwise it's dead. You can't deceive yourself into thinking that, or if you look, you, uh, 
James is talking about seeing yourself in a mirror and going away and forgetting what you look like. Right. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and remembers and does the things that he was told. And then Matthew uh, talks about Jesus talking about the wise and the foolish builders. This is the man who hears my words and does them. It isn't enough mm-hmm. just to hear the things. So I'll train the apprentice and I'll be like, give it a shot, give it a run. And so he does this and there's there's small corrections. There's a learning curve. There's practical things. And like, like the Rubik's Cube, you can learn the different algorithms to get to the result. And so with all of these conversations, hence the name of the show, Deep Thoughts, Simple Truths, uh, there's there a lot of go. discussion of all of these things. But at the end of the show, there's one or two things even that we can remember and learn from and keep in mind and think about. And I really feel like a lot of our spiritual formation and our discipleship is really the changing of our minds. If we can learn to think like God thinks and Mm -hmm. think a different way is, is a series that we're going through at church and being open to God doing something new and different. Um, we're going to talk to the middle, the, the students tonight and such. And I brought up the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. And so with, all of these things, if we can do it a different way and do it God's way, we can have God's results in essence. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, any closing thoughts for you, Eric? Well, you made me think of one thing that <laughs> uh, one thing I, I love about our Lord is there is always more. He, yes. he, he continues to draw. There, there is this, this quest that he's drawn us on. There is no, uh, uh, cracking the code to drawing near the Lord. There is always opportunity to grow in him. I think about, um, we, our family read last night when uh, Peter walked on the water and then he began to sink and Jesus walked up to him and says, you, why do you have such little faith? And we're like, hang on. He was just walking on water for a second. I mean, (laughs) come on, Jesus. He had some, I mean, (laughs) he may be the number two guy ever to walk on water and you're saying he has little faith and and what jesus means is he, he obviously had some faith he's he's the one who said lord call me to you right that's pretty big faith yeah and so there is always this beckoning of the lord for more and for more to experience to realize to discover we we can't um we can't plumb the depths of of him, he's infinite. Right. Yes, uh, but we can spend our lives and all of eternity exploring him. And so, what a, what a treasure! What a, what a calling! What a an epic that he's invited us on. Man, if I can just invite people on the journey, yeah. As I follow others who are ahead of me, uh, that's that's the real treasure. That's beautiful, man. I really enjoy it. You sound like Paul. Follow me as I follow Christ. It's not a anything for my show or my glory or anything i'm on the same same track as you are so right that's very good eric thank you for being my guest on the show i've really enjoyed talking to you about these things yeah my pleasure my pleasure thanks for having me i'm honored to be here all right and uh for the rest of you we will see you later enjoy